Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here with Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1,267 since we came back on the air. Still no word from Agnes Drew. Max, I'm going to tell you again, and it's the same thing I told Agnes when you went missing a while back, that we don't need to update every broadcast. She went to the Mennonite community, not to Mars. And at least we know where she went. You just vanished into thin air. I know, I know. I'm just worried about her. I know William and Josh went with her. I know she knows how to take care of herself. It's just, it's such a long way. None of us have ever been there before, so we don't even know exactly how long it takes. I'm worried about her, too. But, as you say, she's a capable young woman who is traveling with capable companions. And as far as the distance, we see folks from that community in this area often enough that it can't be too far. Certainly not as far as some animals have to go in their migrations. Like which ones? One of my favorites is the ruby-throated hummingbird. In the winter, it can migrate as far as the Yucatan Peninsula. What, across the whole Gulf of Mexico? Yes. It's about 500 miles and takes them 20 hours of nonstop flight. I thought hummingbirds had a stupid fast metabolism and burned through calories at a ridiculous rate. They do. So to prepare for the migration, they fatten themselves up, doubling their fat reserves before they set out and then burn the entire reserve on the trip. That's amazing. I wonder if Agnes and the others took enough food with them. You know how she is. The others might be able to hunt or trap something, but she'll want to stick to berries and nuts. I'm sure she'll be fine. At least she's not an arctic tern. Those birds have the longest migration in the world. How long is it? Almost 56,000 miles. They migrate from the Arctic to the Antarctic every year. Why would they migrate from one cold place to another cold place? Well, they don't live in the heart of either of those regions. Going back and forth like that means they get two summers and see more daylight than any other animal. Well, that part sounds good. At least the days are getting longer again. But Agnes is probably still traveling in the dark quite a bit. I had no idea you were such a worrier. She's fine. And we're boring the listeners. Come on, let's talk about something else. Like... The fact that we meet people all the time who are constantly on the move. Some people settle into communities, but a fair few have decided they want to keep moving. Oh, that's true. I miss the old communities we used to have around here. It's been over a year since Medusa moved through. What do you say, listeners? Anybody out there game to give it another go? We could try clearing out the old Deerfield area, or we could just try setting up somewhere brand new. It would be nice to have some communities nearby again. I know you've been frustrated about Fiddleback Hollow, but maybe we've been thinking about it wrong. Instead of trying to find an existing community, maybe we should be trying to get a new one formed. It's definitely something to think about. I think it would be fitting that a problem that was caused by a mass migration of zombies, which is basically what Medusa was, could be solved by a mass migration of the living. I mean, isn't that what wildebeest do? Migrate to get to better living conditions? That's a bit simplistic, 
But yes, for the most part, wildebeest migrate in a loop to follow the rainy season. I don't want to deprive people of their travel experiences, if that's what they want to do. But I just feel like we need to start acting like there's going to be more tomorrows. And that part of that will have to involve resettling. Civilization started when people could stop being nomads. Again, a bit simplistic, but I see your point. We can't make anybody do anything. All we can do is what we're doing. Putting the call out there and encouraging people. And then see what happens. Okay. Well, listeners, maybe this broadcast that started with me worrying about Agnes could turn into something more important after all. If anybody sees her out there on her travels, say hi and ask if she or William or Josh need anything. They've been gone a while, so hopefully they'll be back soon. Time to wrap this up, Max. Oh, sure thing. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.